Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, I I want you to open your Bible. We're going to go to the book of John today. We're going to go to the book of John today. Chapter 20, John chapter 20. And here we're going to look at the resurrection of Jesus. Look at the resurrection of Jesus here in this chapter. We see that Mary actually comes. Mary Magdalene, she comes to the sepulcher where Jesus was and she discovers something that the stone has been rolled away. And as it was rolled away, they had taken him out. So she thought and he had been removed. And So she looks and she can't believe what she sees. She turns and she runs to Peter and she tells Peter, listen, they came. They took our Jesus. They took my Lord. So Jesus, or Peter, I should say, jumps up and he runs to the sepulcher. And while he's running there, the other disciple, as John refers to himself in third person, the other disciple begins running and outruns Peter to the tomb. And he leans against it and looks in and sees that he's gone. And after that, Peter comes back. Peter was an older man, so he's breathing hard and he moves him out the way and he walks into the room and he looks around and he sees his grave clothes strewn all over the place where his body had laid. But then he also sees the napkin that was tied around his face, taken and neatly folded and laid in the corner. And he simply walks out. But then John, the other disciple, walks in. And the Bible says he recorded that the other disciples saw the same things, but yet he believed. He believed. He believed. But then it says not knowing the scripture. How in the world could you not know the scripture? You you were walking with the word. The word was with God and the word was God and became flesh and dwelt among us. You walked with the word. The word told you of himself, but yet you did not perceive him. That's another message. But yet he sat there and looked and did not know. He said, I did not know. We did not know the scripture. But yet he went with Peter back home. There was Mary. Mary was left by herself sitting there looking and she's crying and weeping. And then she looks back into the tomb. But then she sees two angels dressed in white, one standing at the place where Jesus' head was and the other at the place where Jesus' feet were. And then they look at her and say, why are you weeping? And she says, because they took my Lord. I don't know where he is. They took my Lord. And then it says that Jesus walked right beside her. Jesus was there and she did not see him. She did not perceive him. She could not recognize him. The same Jesus that she had poured her oil on his feet. The same Jesus that she wiped it and wiped, used her hair. The same Jesus that she knew that she would be able to sit with and hear and hear his voice. The same Jesus, but yet she didn't perceive him. And that brings us to our text for today. Look with me at verse 15, chapter 20 and verse 15. And it says here, Jesus saith unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener saith unto him, sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. 
she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, when the disciples were assembled for fear for of, the, of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then said, then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you as my father hath sent me. Even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whomsoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Today we're speaking from the subject. He's coming in so you can come out. He's coming in so you can come out here. Jesus, he came in to where the disciples were. They were locked in their room. And he came into where there were, much like he has come into where we are. He's come into where we are over this long year. Plus, he's come into the place where we are. The disciples were locked in, in the upper room or a room that was like the upper room, fear, fearing the Jews, just like many of us have been locked in our homes, fearing COVID-19 but we've been sequestered just as they were sequestered and locked in. Just as Jesus penetrated their walls, he has penetrated our homes to transform our hearts and our minds. He stepped in to the situation right where we are, right where we are. But notice this, Jesus brought peace to them while they were locked inside. He brought peace to them while they were locked inside. He knew that if they, could, if they couldn't find peace while they were inside, they would never have true peace when they left or when they walked outside. If they couldn't find peace right where they were, they would never have peace when they left and when they walked out. See, you have to remember God hasn't given us what? The spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. It is the sound mind that helps us to perceive the peace of the Lord Jesus. It's the mind that allows us to perceive this peace. Remember, this also was their common greeting that they had used before. Peace be unto you. It was what Jesus had spoken to them. It was what they had spoken to him and to each other. Peace be unto you. But we have to re realize something. In fact, Jesus said that this peace or his peace was different 
Where do we see that? He let us know that in John chapter 14 and verse 27, it says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Neither let it be afraid. He wanted them to know this peace does something for you. It transforms. It's not just something that we say. It's not just something that we sit and we feel there's no noise around. There's nothing happening. Oh, that's peace. No, it's much more than that. It's much more than that. You see, after his resurrection, this peace wasn't just promised. (laughs) It was proved and it was given. Let me say that again. See, after his resurrection, the the peace of Jesus wasn't just something that was promised. It wasn't just something that he, he would mention and say and they were hoped for. No, it was something that was proved. It was something that was given. This peace meant the peace of God or peace with God. It meant peace in your own conscience. It meant peace with one another. All this Peace be unto you. All this peace be unto you. Understand this. It is truly the peace that sets us free from confusion, frustration, and fear. Let me say that again. It is truly his peace that sets us free from confusion, frustration, and fear. Right now, I need someone to type in chat, peace. One word, simple. Type Peace, because his peace is what we need. Understand, his peace was something that showed as he came up out the grave, that peace delivered something. That peace manifested something. That peace was a promise that was delivered. It wasn't something that we simply talked about, something we heard about, something we sit up and shout about. No, this peace manifested the glory of God, the peace. He said, my peace, my peace, I leave with you. Then he said, peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Listen, it's time for you to have some peace. It's time for you to have some peace. Listen, he wants you to have peace right now. He came up out of the grave. It was the peace that brought him out. The power of the peace that brought him out. He wants you to have that. He wants you to have it. Don't sit there and be so weighed down with the troubles of life. Find peace in God. Find peace. He wants you to have his peace, the peace of the Lord Jesus. And that will, that's what brings us back to verses 21 and 22. I want you to look at that with me. 21, it says, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Listen, Jesus was commissioning them for their assignment. He was commissioning them for their assignment, what they were called to do. Listen, while they were still hiding from fear, Jesus was letting them know that he was sending them out just as the Father has sent him. While they're sitting there hiding, scared to go out, fearing what the Jews would do to them. They saw what he had done or what they had done to Jesus. He said, wait a minute, no, 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 we're going to stay in here. Everybody, we're going to stay in here and be safe. Jesus came in and said, listen, just as the Father has sent me, so I send you. I'm about to send you out. 
I'm about to send you out. Just, just everything that you need. He said, I'm about to send you out. I'm going to send you out. But listen, I bet these disciples, they looked at each other when they first heard this. And I bet they were thinking about someone like Gideon. You remember the story of Gideon? Gideon, who was of, of, of his family, he was in his eyes, the smallest of his family, which was a small tribe. And he sat there and he was found in the wine press sitting there after the Midianites had taken over and, and had control of the children of Israel. He was in the wine press. The Bible says he was threshing wheat. Now, everyone knows that you have to thresh wheat on where? The threshing floor. Why is that? So that as the wind comes, it will blow the shaft and separate the wheat so that you will have something that you can harvest, something that is useful. But yet he was in the wine press where there could be no circulation. It could be he was sitting there threshing. An act of futility. Why? Because he was afraid. He was scared. But it was at that moment that the angel came unto him. We believe it was the angel Gabriel that said unto him, thou mighty man of valor. Mighty man of valor. Sitting right there. He's looking at his situation. Looking at what he's doing. How in the world could you say that to me? Just as I believe the disciples were sitting there hearing the words of Jesus. And they're like, wait a minute, how in the world can you say that to us? How can you say that and while we're sitting here locked in, so afraid? Some of them were probably feeling ashamed. Some of them were feeling humiliated. Why in the world would you believe us still as we let you down? How could you believe us when, when, or believe in us when we sat here huddled away, hidden away? But watch this. But Jesus he still was sending them because he was giving them what they needed as he did what? He breathed upon them the Holy Spirit. He breathed upon them the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand this was like an endowment that was paid. It was a, a down payment. It was a, it was a first extension of, of what the Holy Spirit would give them and what they would later receive in the fullness of him at the day of Pentecost. But yet he gave them what they needed for the day. He gave them what they needed for that moment, for that season, to be able to have the strength to go on, the strength to keep moving, the strength to progress and to go into where he's calling them to go. He said, I breathe on you, the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them, the Holy Spirit. Listen, this goes to show us something. It goes to show us something that we receive the Holy Spirit in phases and stages. Do you hear me? We receive the Holy Spirit in phases and stages. We don't receive everything, the fullness of the Spirit at one time because we couldn't handle it. We wouldn't know what to do with it, but yet we receive it in stages. As we grow a little more, then we receive a little more. He breathes upon us again, and we receive the breath of the Holy Spirit. He breathes upon us, and we're able to move. We're able to do more. As we go through challenges, we wonder how in the world we're going to get through. But here he... He breathes on you, the Holy Spirit, and when you don't even know how you made it, somehow you got through that day, you got through that week, you got through that month, you don't even know how, but yet the Holy Spirit was breathed upon you. Listen, there's a song that's breathing to me, O Lord, the breath of life, so that my spirit may be whole and my soul made right. Those words were penned by Fred Hammond more than two decades ago, but I believe that that word speaks to us. It was refracting on this moment, the very thing that the, that the Lord Jesus was doing unto them, breathing the Holy Spirit upon them. 
Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.